Good morning, Boker Tov. Buenos dias. This is Shana Fold here with the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Monday, November 16th, 2020. Now let's get to the news. With coronavirus numbers still on the rise in Israel, the Israeli army and police are monitoring social media to prevent gatherings. Thousands of soldiers have been put to work under the Alone Command, the IDF program for breaking chains of coronavirus infections. They track social media, keeping tabs on illegal events planned under COVID restrictions, as the current regulations do not allow large indoor or outdoor gatherings. 2,800 soldiers are on monitoring duty. Some of them serve in the military intelligence and specialize in tracking social media. The intelligence they gather is forwarded to the police so that the police can intervene. The method has helped stop a slew of outdoor raves, large weddings, big parties. In a few cases, social media posts helped notify authorities of people who were breaking quarantine as well. The army says that these methods are effective and often used for counterterrorism and have actually reduced the potential spread of the virus. However, critics say that this is an issue that could potentially violate privacy and it worries some that it could be a step toward authoritarianism. Sunday, the coronavirus cabinet met for seven hours to discuss potential rollbacks and restrictions to keep the virus from soaring in Israeli communities. But ministers left without any decisions made. The measures that were under consideration included restarting in-school learnings for grades 5, 6, 11, and 12, reopening malls, and closing businesses starting at 7 p.m., plus imposing a curfew. Two Bahraini ministers will make the first official visit to Israel later this week to participate in a three-way meeting in Jerusalem with Israeli and U.S. officials. Prime Minister Netanyahu, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, and Bahraini Foreign Minister Abdul Latif bin Rashid al-Zayani are all expected to be there. Israeli officials are working to finalize an aviation agreement for direct flights between Tel Aviv and Manama, which is the capital of Bahrain, by Wednesday, so it can be signed at the meeting. The officials are also expected to discuss opening embassies and assigning ambassadors. How exciting. Yesterday, the cabinet voted unanimously to ratify the joint communique or official statement on the establishment of diplomatic, peaceful, and friendly relations between the Kingdom of Bahrain and Israel. Netanyahu says the establishment of peace and normalization with Bahrain, the United Arab Emirates, and Sudan constitute a major achievement for the state of Israel and that this is the result of a long effort to expand the circle of peace. Yesterday, Jerusalem's police chief, Doron Yadid, banned radical Sheikh Isam Amira from the Temple Mount for six months for inciting violence. Amira has a long history of giving controversial sermons that incite violence across the Islamic community in Jerusalem. His sermons have included praise for the Islamic State group, encouragement of honor killings, and urging a religious-inspired war against Jews. His reputation proved true this weekend at the Al-Aqsa Mosque while he was praising the terrorist who beheaded a French teacher for talking about caricatures of the Islamic prophet Muhammad. This Friday afternoon, the prizes of the Israeli Academy of Film and Television, also known as the Ophir Awards in Israel, were announced on Khan 11's Culture Show. 
The results were announced on TV instead of with a usual live audience because of the effects of the coronavirus and the danger there. Director Ruthie Prebar won the Ophir Award for Best Picture and will be Israel's representative for this year's Best International Feature Oscar for her film Asia. It tells the story of a Russian immigrant mother, played by Elena Yiv, and her complicated relationship with her sick daughter, played by Shira Haas, who actually won the Ophir Award for Best Supporting Actress, as well as became the first Israeli actress nominated for an Emmy for her role in the Netflix series Unorthodox. All right, well, that's it for today's show. Today is Monday, November 16th, 2020. Tel Aviv has a low of 15 degrees Celsius and a high of 23 degrees. That's 59 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 70 degrees for the high. Don't forget to subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. If you think that this show brings value to you, if you think it makes you more educated at the dinner table, then send over a donation. Today marks episode number 89, which means that we are getting close to 100 episodes. And in these last 10 episodes, I would love to see financial support from my listeners. By the time we make it to 100, I will be announcing all the packages that you can send tomorrow because we are going to do a big push in these last 10 episodes so that we can keep the Israel Daily News podcast going. There's a link in the show notes where you can send your support, and you can also find me on Patreon. I'll send you off today with If God Don't Follow Me by Adam Rode. He's a Tel Aviv-based musician whose music channels flamenco-style guitar, a mix of indie, folk, rock, and grunge. He was born in Colorado in the United States and says that he's been writing his own music ever since he learned how to operate a pen. Have a great and productive day.